0: Welcome to the Careerwise Nurse podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch, if you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life is doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license, it's your career, it's your job, it's your reality, and it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. This is Natalie Dietrich, your host for the CareerWise Nurse podcast. Welcome to the show. Today we bring back Colleen Anyabalu. She's a new nurse who started working as an RN early in 2022. She joined the podcast on episodes 22 and 23 to share her experience as a new grad because Colleen hired into a position where they were not really creating a residency experience that supported her as a new grad. She left her job after four months working as an RN to search for a job that supported her as a new grad, and she really wanted the residency experience. At this point, she's in that job. She was very discriminatory as she searched for a position that supported her as a new grad. She found it. She's been working for a couple months, And she's going to share with us three things that have been good outcomes of making a switch, even in the very beginning of her career. Colleen, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. And I really appreciate you sharing what it's like to be in a residency program. Tell us just a a little bit about where you're working uh, and how long you've been there, just to kick this off.
1: Yeah. So thank you for having me back. Um, so right now, um, I'm working as a pre-op post-op nurse. I've been there for about a
0: month now and yeah. (laughs) So you're in an outpatient position. Yes. And you work day shift.
1: Yes. Um, my schedule is is nine to seven 30. So 10 hour shifts.
0: Okay, great. And you work four days a week. Yes. And as we prepared for today, we talked about what we present to listeners so that they can find the right fit and they can go back to your episodes 22 and 23 to hear what helped you to decide you weren't in the right fit and you wanted to switch or pivot and find a job that gave you what you needed. So we are going to have you give us three reasons why moving to a new hospital that offered an accredited residency program was the right move for you. Let's start off. One of the first things you said that helped you to know this is a good fit in your new position that you're in now is you have a schedule that matches your preceptor, right?
1: Yes. I have a schedule that um, works for me. And it was something that we both agreed on and it allowed me to have the proper free time outside of work where I didn't have to constantly be guessing at what my schedule was or um, worrying about how my preceptor schedule was going to affect my schedule.
0: So you said that you had two preceptors in your first job because one Mm -hmm. wasn't really working for you. And you and I talked about you really wanted someone to hold your hand, to walk you through, to to show you, to go on and do the task with you and then watch you. And you weren't getting that support that you needed. So now what's it like to work with a preceptor that's on the same schedule as you? It allows you um, with her schedule or his schedule and your schedule to plan your life outside of work and you're growing and going forward in your new grad experience, right? Yes.
1: Yes. So I've been so grateful to have a schedule um, that's set, and that, um, and also have managers and coworkers that are very understanding. So that has really been a big uh, shift. Before, I felt so responsible for the scheduling of my um, unit. I felt responsible if I couldn't make it to work due to weather conditions or personal reasons. Whereas at my current job, I feel like having a set schedule or ha- or working together to uh, work on my schedule, it kind of allows us to have, you know, mutual expectations for each other.
0: And you're working together, you and your preceptor are consistently paired. Is that right?
1: Yes. So how they did it was they said, you know, training is from Seven to three thirty. During this time, you'll have your preceptor who just also works within that time frame, um, and that's just who you're gonna be with. And um, this will be your schedule, and then we'll slowly move you to your um, what your normal schedule will be. And you'll still have resources and support just so that you can also become familiar with what that schedule is like, because. Um, the seven to three thirty schedule is more of like a morning shift, and I'll actually be more so in the e- later evening, later afternoon time.
0: So now you work with your preceptor, and she's there, he's there every day with you. So mm-hmm. you get to see your progress, and you build rapport, and you see the preceptor, or you've seen the preceptor do things. You're doing it together, and now. Or as you go forward, you're going to be working on your own a little bit with your preceptor there to give feedback and help you master the procedures. Is that a good? Yeah.
1: Yes. So I, I could think back to at my first job and that's what was making it so difficult was that it was just all on my preceptor, all everything that I needed to know was on my preceptor, you know, and I even remember my preceptor telling me like, you know, flat out saying you know it it will be on you as a nurse um saying you know you won't always have someone around you know just letting me know that regardless of what happens i am responsible as the nurse as someone uh with the title of a nurse and now that i'm here i'm realizing that you know that's that's just not that's just not how it should be and that's just not um to, for something to function properly, that's, that shouldn't be how, how it works. Um, And so now I have my preceptor, I have clinical educators just for surgery. I have coworkers that are very, very helpful. I actually have like a resource nurse or, or also like a charge nurse type who is always available um, so there's there's oh and then with it being surgery there's always a, an anesthesiologist available so there's always someone around to help clarify to to give guidance to give support and that's just how it should work to make things go more smoothly
0: instead of saying you're an RN now you're on your own you're gonna have to do this on your own pretty soon just do it now you have the preceptor. So the first thing you said that's different about being in your nurse residency program and you're in a, an organization with a an accredited nurse residency program. So yes. you said you have a preceptor, it's consistent. You have that preceptor, preceptee or orientee relationship, and you are seeing the support you need to grow and go forward towards functioning on your own, which yes. at the end of orientation, even though you're going to continue to be a novice RN, mm-hmm. you are going to be, you're getting prepared. They're preparing you to go work on your own in that minimum safe work practice. It's yes. basic safely care for your patient load. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the second thing you talked about are the resources to support you. Cause you said that was also something that was markedly different for you. Well, you have the clinical educators,
1: Yes. So I have, um, so I have my preceptor and then I have, um, my charge nurse, but then outside of that, I have, um, a clinical educator and I are at my hospital. We, um, we have a clinical educator just for, um, surgery. So just for my specialty. And this is a nurse that has my, actually my clinical educator, she still comes down and, um, does bedside care, but it's someone that has that um, experience in surgery and um, can give uh, can give support, whether it's as a circulator or as a pre-op phase two nurse. Um, the clinical educator at my facility, she's more focused in the circulator OR um, nursing, but we also have um, our, our main facility. They also have a a clinical educator who's more focused on the pre-op phase two nursing, and I can always reach out to her and be in contact with her if I need anything.
0: So these are educators there to support you in safe practice, growing in your autonomy, learning the basics and orientation.
1: Yes, the be- the way that it was explained to me, and I've even seen it uh, demonstrated, just being there is that this is someone who. Um, let's say you're off of orientation and, you know, your preceptor is still tied up. So, um, and they're taking, they're with their own patient load, but you may have questions or with, with something, you may need to give a medication you've never given before, um, or you just might have questions about something. You can um, call that clinical educator and they'll actually come to you and work with you uh, with whatever issue you may be having. And, um, they also can help you, um, if you feel like you need more education with something, they'll also help you kind of coordinate, um, what classes to go to.
0: And so the educator is there to support you and they support your preceptor. Is that correct?
1: Yes, 100%. Um, so, uh, they asked me right away when I met with the clinical educator, um, and also, members of the nurse residency program, they said, you know, can you send us, you know, just the names of your your preceptors um, that you're working with, just so that we can know and um, talk to them, and also see on their standpoint, you know, from their perspective, what they may need. And um, I thought that was, I thought that was uh, really great because it's showing that they're also taking initiative and trying to support the preceptor.
0: We talked in the first episode that you were recording with me how those preceptors have their own work to do. They may not really be able to support you. And you can attest to that because you really did say that you were on your own a lot or you felt alone and on your own when really you should have been having support from the preceptor to learn to practice on your own as a new grad.
1: Yes. It, um, at my first job, it was very up and down with emotions with my preceptor. There were moments where I felt like my preceptor was going above and beyond to help me learn um, a skill or learn something. And then there were moments where I felt like they're very irritated with me, that they you know, don't want to do this, or they want to quickly kind of pass me off um, or Ah, uh, quickly get me off of orientation, and um, I understand that that's normal. That can be normal as far as just dealing with feelings that you go throughout the day. But having that type of up and down relationship where um, you really have to rely on how they're feeling for the day isn't the best environment when it comes to um, teaching someone.
0: So I feel like uh, you landed in a place that's helping you with what you need to begin practice. In the beginning, I said three things that have been evident for you and your new job versus your previous job. You know, we wanted you to talk about that. Well, right away, you said schedule. And I sort of jumped over that to say nurse, pre- dedicated preceptor for your nursing orientation. And they kind of go together uh, because you said you have someone who's there regularly with you. So you guys work together and can evaluate where you're going and what you need to work on more. So the schedule consistently with your preceptor and with the schedule you know you're not working nights many people choose to work nights as a nurse for so many reasons but you wanted days you wanted surgery you have that and you said yes they respected your schedule you could plan ahead not you have someone that's prn or on call and so you don't know when they're coming back but when they are you might need to be there That's what you said happened in your first job. So now you have a consistent schedule, right? Yes. And you also said that they worked with you on your schedule. Well, I know when people come in to work as a new grad, there's a whole schedule of classes and it takes a lot of time and planning among many people to coordinate the classes, what you need to do during orientation for the hospital requirements or regulatory requirements and for your program, your specialty or your service line, what they require for you to be oriented, um, to have in terms of coursework or simulation and hands-on practice in your setting. It's a lot to coordinate. But you were welcomed and they understand that you needed to plan your life outside of work. So you can do that because of the schedule they've given you. And, And even though you're new and you want to learn everything, your organization respects that they can't just bring you in there whenever they want or make you feel Mm -hmm. bad that you can't miss this or you're going to fail, which is Mm -hmm. how I realize a lot of people say their orientation is they can't miss this. There's no flexibility. I, from my work experience as an educator saw where the language in the emails was you're expected to be here. And if you can't, this is what's going to happen. Yes. It's very
1: all or nothing.
0: Yeah. And you know, barring an emergency there wasn't the language was be here or else this is like work if you don't show up you know you're in trouble yeah so you have the schedule that works for you and your schedule is paired with your preceptor so the preceptor is consistent and -hmm. you have resources outside of your preceptor to support you the clinical educator more than one
1: yeah, and that's a are, big one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're clinical educators. They're clinical experts. They're still filling in or practicing to support you right there alongside the patient for you to yes. learn. So these, these are three things that have really helped you. Um, and then you talked about the, regis, the residency coordinator. That goes along with other resources. That's a big one. You have a program with a residency coordinator. So like you said, accredited. The American Association of Colleges of Nursing will accreditate residency programs. And that includes a lot of people to run those programs and give yes. you other pieces of learning outside of patient care. What are some of the enhancements or the essential components of your residency program that take you um, to classrooms or simulation in your new job?
1: Yeah, so um, there really there's there's so many so much just information just a wealth of knowledge that's readily available with, um, with working at a hospital that has an accredited nurse residency program. For example, um, I was talking with the nurse residency coordinator and she was telling me how she was going to exactly how you said, uh, do simulations. She was like, I really want to work with, um, the new nurses and see what kind of simulations are helpful, such as not just, uh, you know, whether it's, Running a code, uh, what like those type of simulations, just to see, just for new grads to become familiar and to you know ex- kind of get ready to expect um, to see what's going to be expected of them. Another big thing is that they even provided resources for nurses to or for new grads to um, when it came to preparing for the NCLEX, specifically with me being in surgery. They they have um, classes about consents and the proper way to sign a consent, fill out a consent, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And that I thought was very, very important because, you know, these are legally binding contracts that are being made. It's really important to understand what you're signing, the, if it's the correct way if it's the correct wording. Um, And I'm so glad and thankful that they even have like uh, um, something like that available. Whereas at my previous job, you kind of just learn those things through each other. And that's how things kind of get, you know, mixed up or, you know, not really understanding the full rationale of why things are done the way they are.
0: Well, consent, often nurses are asked to witness. And do you know what that really means? You know, are you, what do you Nurses often say, I don't want to witness. I don't know. What I'm what it, what is it meant? What does it mean that I sign that? You know, you're getting consent for a procedure in pre-op, let's say. So understanding the scope of you being the witness for the patient's signature on the consent form, you need to understand what that means and what it doesn't mean in terms exactly. of exactly just a signature or um simulation. Let me ask you this. So do you have a sim lab that you go to, to do different drills? Like you said, mock code? Yes,
1: um, they do. I haven't been to it, but, um, the coordinator, she was telling me that they, they do have that. Um, they do have that. And then they also make changes to it, um, to include other kind of uh scenarios not necessarily code they'll have code but they'll have other kind of common day-to-day things like witnessing a waste or just how to proper you know how to call the doctor things like that
0: how about uh malignant hypothermia drill have you had to do that yet i have not had to do that yet but
1: i did have to do um modules on those but i believe that that's something that's going to come up the um the further i get into the nurse residency program they did mention um having like i said specific simulations just for surgery
0: so malignant hyperthermia would be one that you would have to encounter mm-hmm. potentially encounter, yes. hopefully not encounter in the it, it, yeah it is a possibility where you're giving in an, general anesthesia or an mm-hmm. anesthesia yeah so then i wanted to ask you one more question uh what would you say to nurses who want to start as a new grad in surgery?
1: I would say go for it. I would say um, set boundaries and expectations for yourself um, when it comes to your um, onboarding process because surgery really is a place where n- there aren't a lot of new grads. So really advocate for the proper amount of or the proper orientation. Um, advocate for having abundant resources. So not just one or two people having a community of people that you can go to if you do need something, but I would say just go for it. I um, Even with my situation with my first job, I am s- still so thankful I chose surgery and I'm actually really excited to grow my career as a surgery nurse.
0: Also, I didn't mention, but we talked before about you found someone who also was new to their role in surgery, even though they were not a new nurse. So you've been able to learn together or partner some in this novice experience. And you said you were between cohorts in terms of bringing on new grads, but that you've been assured that you will get Placed with the new cohort that starts in that starts in January to get all that essential learning for your service line or practice area of surgery so you can really be ready to practice
1: yes and really be able to be around uh peers and really you know be able to have people that I can um, relate to so that's the part that I'm really excited for um it's just to really have um peers that are going through what I'm going through
0: and this is so different than where you were before and you didn't have any other new grads at your space where you worked. You said the larger hospital in the system may have had new grads, but you never got to meet them. And yes. new, nurse, new nurses and new grads having that bonding experience or going through it together, starting at the same time, it it's meaningful, it's memorable and it helps you to... Go and grow.
1: Yes. um, I mean, even um, thankfully, I'm still in contact with um, my classmates and my nursing school classmates. And that's kind of what really led me to make the decision to um, leave my previous job was when I started talking with them and kind of comparing my experiences to them. And they were just telling me how they had that they just, they couldn't relate to what I was going through. It was so different. And then that's what kind of made me realize that what I'm going through isn't isn't a nurse residency program or isn't a new grad, um, how it should be for a new grad nurse. It's, it's just not. And so that kind of is what led me to leaving and seeing, uh, was speaking to other, uh, to my former classmates.
0: And my last thought goes back to when we spoke before in the previous episode you said you were so excited to have this job and just to be starting as a nurse but you realized be very thoughtful don't take that first offer if you have any hesitation or there weren't questions answered to your satisfaction because you you wanted that community and it took a little while for you to find it and get where you are. Yes.
1: Want. It made me realize that there's so much more that there's so much more than just the destination. I felt like, you know, oh, I'm finally a nurse or oh, I'm finally working in surgery. That's it. That's that's it. I'm I'm where I want to be, but then you have to realize, okay, now what does it take just to sustain it? What does it take for me to um, grow here? What does it take for me to maintain this? And um that's a that, um, is equally just as much work as it takes to become a nurse. So that is just something that I really learned from this whole, um, from, from this whole job change. And also I want to say too, I'm so thankful and grateful that I, ha- that I loved and respected myself enough to leave a situation that, that my needs weren't being met in. Um, because, in a, in a month's time, I've grown so much more than what I experienced the past seven months.
0: Because you started as a, as a nurse extern in January Mm -hmm. of 2022. And then when you passed your NCLEX in April, you became an RN and started working as an an RN orientation role at that first job. Yes. Left in the summer and you did a little bit of work as an RN sort of, um, very part-time and then you went to this job in October and now you are continuing to on your nursing journey and beginning to live your nursing dream. It became a reality. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes. I feel so much more confident as a nurse. I feel confident as myself, as a person, I feel confident in my abilities, um, I feel confident in my problem-solving skills. I feel confident to say, "Hey, I don't know this, but I know who to go to um, to get the right answers." And it 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 has also brought so much peace to my personal life and brought so much peace to, um, you know, just just my overall self-esteem.
0: That's really great. Having a good feeling good about yourself in work and feeling good about what you're doing when you reflect on it on your days off. Yes. Really it feels, nice.
1: Yes. It feels so good to, to feel like I'm doing the best that I can and that it is good enough.
0: And you're giving patients care, good care. We, nurses are needed and I know you have a long journey ahead of you and many opportunities will come your way. Thank you so much for sharing your story and Thank you. tell, uh, tell us, Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you. Yeah.
1: So you guys can um, message me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at Colleen, C-O-L-L-E-E-N, Anya, A-N-Y-A. Um, you can just message me. You can vent. You can ask any questions you have about surgery, about um, leaving one job to another as a new grad. Um, whatever you, ha- you want to talk about, I'm, I'm open for it.
0: Thanks so much, Colleen. Uh, I'm so glad that you are here for others to um, connect with. And I would love to have nurses like yourself come on the show and tell their stories. Everybody has a story to tell in nursing. And Colleen, let's meet again to do this in the new year when you are getting towards the end of orientation or finished. Would you be willing to do that?
1: Yes, I'm so open to that. I'm so open to having um, that the full circle moment. So yes, I'd be open to
0: that. All right. Thanks so much. Be sure to join us again. Be sure to join us again on this podcast for more stories like Colleen's to help you live your best nursing life. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at CareerWiseNurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see Write a Review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.